Well, this is Rudy Holland with another podcast, another uh, message from the Word of God for us uh, today. We're going through the book of Philippians, and I hope you uh, get your Bible and uh, turn with us to the first chapter of the book of Philippians. Now, on the, in the last podcast, I, I sort of gave an overview of, of the first chapter and uh, Paul's introduction and so on and so on, and then... I, I went down to, um, uh, to uh, through verse number nine. However, I pointed out at the podcast, and I point out to you to, again today, I purposely skipped comment on verse number six. And the reason I did is because I want to really focus on what the Apostle Paul had to say um, in, in, the, in, in this in, in, in this particular verse, I uh, I think sometimes we we miss so much of the Word of God because we we read it and we just sort of say, okay, that's the conversation of the uh, of the text, but we never really internalize what is being said in the text. Um, Paul was writing to be an encouragement to the believers in the church in Philippi. Uh, he was addressing the fact that that um, that the Christian life ought to be a life of joy. As a matter of fact, I haven't mentioned in the in the previous podcast, but let me just mention for you today the key verse of of Philippians is Philippians uh, four and verse number and, and verse number four where the Apostle Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. In the course of my preparing for these podcasts, I've, I've gone back and reread and uh, several different commentators uh, on, the, um, on, on, on Paul's writing to the church in Philippi. And every one of them come to the conclusion that Paul's real emphasis is on how we can maintain the joy in our Christian experience. Now, joy is not happiness. Happiness occurs because of what happens, somebody said. I like that statement. That explains it better than I could ever explain it. Because happiness is dependent upon what's happening. Joy now goes far beyond the happenings in our life. Joy is that inward peace, that gratification, that satisfaction that we have within us that rests solely in our confidence in the Lord Jesus. Now, the word joy or rejoice or derivative thereof is used some 16 times in the four verses, in the four chapters of the book of Philippians. So Paul made a big deal, if you please, about this matter of Christians experiencing joy. There's one of the things, though, that it's not a part of the outline, but of, of the book that I've used. But it, but it's, but it's a reality. One of the things that really sometimes is a thief of our joy is that we 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 start out well and we have great aspirations and great goals and and we we're going to do great things for God and. All of a sudden, we run into obstacles. We run into uh, walls of uh, 
that would seem to be impossible for us to, to get over, to keep on keeping on for the Lord. So the Apostle Paul addresses this particular thing, I believe, very early in his letter. Now remember, the Apostle Paul had visited Philippi, and he and Silas were there. Folks had gotten saved. There was a no doubt a nucleus of believers. Paul has left, and there's no doubt that they had begun to face some uh, some persecution and and some obstacles. So Paul makes a statement in verse number six that I really want to focus on today for our our study uh, and our consideration. He said this. He said to these early Christians and, and these young Christians in Philippi, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And what he said was this. He said, you, you had a beginning when we came and some of you came to know the Lord and some of you, you brought your household like the Philippian jailer and, and others, no doubt. And, and there, were, there, there, was a, uh, there, there was a group of you who have come to know the Lord and you're all excited about the fact you're going to heaven and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and all of those things that we have presented to you and, 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 it, and it's been such an exciting beginning. But it may be that you're facing some obstacles and some problems now, and surely they were. So he writes to them, and he says this, and I say again, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. What he was saying was, not even the gates of hell can prevail against the Lord's church. Now, I'm not going to expound on what that really means, but just simply to say that nothing can stop the work of God. Now, you and I are privileged to be able to be involved in a successful ministry. Now, it's going to succeed. It may go through some hard times and it may go through some struggles and we may see some of the some of the local churches have to close their doors and merge with others. We may we may go through great persecutions. We may have to go underground. We may have to become, as is in some countries, uh, uh, the house churches. We may it, it can go through all kind of uh, of circumstances, but in the end, the church shall prevail. Jesus will be Lord. Nothing can stop the sovereign God of heaven from fulfilling his purpose and carrying out his plan. Not even disobedient men, not even backslidden Christians, God's work will go forward. Now, that's the key theme of what I want to talk about. But let me break it down so we can understand it maybe. First of all, God has a work for us to do. Now you say, well, where do you get that? Well, 
because in verse 6, he said that, that he was confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work. Now, apply that to your life. God has begun a good work in you. And uh, he, he, he wants to bless you, and he wants to use you. He's begun a good work. And you can be confident, you can have faith that he'll fulfill that work in and through your life if you'll be obedient to him. Now, the work of God in its totality is going to go forward whether you are obedient or not. But you can have confidence that he, he will complete the work that he has for your life if you will allow him. You say, well, but, but you don't understand, uh, Brother Rudy, I, I, you see, I, I started out well and I had all that confidence, but I blew it. You did. Well, can I tell you something? If you're willing to confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Oh, I, I, well, I really didn't sin. I, I, I just failed. Well, he, he is spiritual, even though he falls down seven times, gets up. You see, we can be confident that we can be used of God. That the work that he wants to do in us, the work that he wants to do through us, and the work that he wants to do for his glory can be completed. Therefore, I may have started out this podcast with a frown on my face and fears in my heart. But whenever I recognize the fact that he who has begun this work in my life is going to continue the work, if I allow him to do so, my frown turns to smile. My fear turns to confidence. Because it's no longer up to me, it's up to him. You see, it's God who wants to work in and through your life. That's why Paul said, be confident. Be confident of this thing. That the very thing which he hath begun to do in you as a good work, he's going to perform it. He's going to complete it. God has a work for us to do. God wants us to finish well. Perform it. Perform it. Perform it. Do it. And do it until you die or Jesus comes. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I have a few years on me, and when I retired back in 2014, I, uh, I said, well, as I entered the first fourth quarter of my life, and I went, I wanted to do enough, and, and, and I was talking about finishing the work God had called me to do in the preaching of the gospel. And a friend of mine said, hey, "You know, Rudy, I don't know that you're in the fourth quarter." And I said, "Oh, thank you." He said, "No, I think you may be in overtime." <laughs> well, a little bit of a pun, but the truth is, regardless of whether you're just getting started, you're in the middle of it, you're in the in the closing years of your life, and maybe you're even in overtime. Allow God to perform his work in and through you for his glory. What I'm saying is, live until you die. Now let me rephrase that. Live for Jesus until you die. Do the work of the Lord until you die. The location may change. 
The intensity of the vocation may differ, but always understand that he's going to perform the work that he began in you if you'll let him until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, what does that mean? You see, the only time to quit is when Jesus comes. You see, the only the only closing bell to serving God is a trumpet call. That's right. When the trumpet sounds and we're called up to meet the Lord in the air, then it'll be time to say, we finished. The only other time is when life comes to a close in an event called death. I've heard great preachers preach and talk about how they wanted to be preaching and reaching their hand down to take the hand of a, of a sinner coming to Christ and die of a heart attack and go out in a blaze of glory serving God. Well, truth is, most of us don't go out that way. But the truth is, we can go out with it being said, he was faithful to the end. He finished well. I don't know about you. I, I know my podcast has been a little more preachy today than what it was in the past, but sometimes we need a little preaching, don't we? Uh, I want to finish well. I want to finish well. I, I, I want to take every opportunity that God gives me. I want to walk through every effectual open door that is before me. I want to utilize every ounce of energy and strength I have to fulfill the calling of God in my life. And I'm confident this one thing. I, 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 I'm, really, I'm really confident. I am confident that he who, he who has begun a good work in me will perform it in the day of Jesus Christ if I'll just be faithful. It's required of a steward that he be found faithful. Well, thank you for tuning to the podcast today. I, I hope I've said something that'll be a help and encouragement and a blessing to you. And I hope that you'll tune in for the next podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast. We appreciate so much those who, who uh, faithfully listen. And if I can ever help you anyway, please feel free to give me a call. Uh, you can get in touch with me at 919-770-4794. May God bless you today. Have a great day.